0: podcasting from inside the stash i'm jenny i'm nicole and this is stash and burrow hello hello jenny how are you i'm good how are you i'm good it is july
1: it is
0: it's a long weekend um you you don't have fridays off anymore so you don't have an extra long weekend
1: right I do not. Um yeah, now my new day off is Wednesday. So the good thing about Wednesdays off is that you're never working more than two days in a row. It's
0: true. That's that is nice.
1: <laughs> Which is kind of bizarre. Um but I
0: like it so far. It's like you have a mini weekend, right, in the middle of the week. Exactly. Yeah. So uh so you have big finishing news.
1: Ah, uh, I finally finished Markley. <laughs> Um, and I love it yes have you you've love worn it? it? I've worn it Awesome. I to work
0: wow, um, yeah, that just describes the different climates of the United States of America right there that you've worn a long sleeve pullover sweater to work in June slash July.
1: Well, I also work in a windowless room next to a med room, and so they keep it super cold mm-hmm. all the time. To the point where we're using like a space heater. Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it is really cold. Um, Yeah. So regardless of what's happening outside, we're freezing inside, Mm -hmm. which is great for knitwear. It is great for knitwear.
0: I just came from, (laughs) I came from a place where wearing knitwear just seemed... Like completely like an abomination complete insanity, <laughs> so um, if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen the photograph that I posted of me finishing uh melinda my sister in law's uh Miley vest on my way to New York to see her, which was a joke, Jenny, well, I don't know, maybe you maybe you didn't say it jokingly, you're like, whatever you could sew the button the the snap bands on on your way to New York, and that is in fact what I did. <laughs>
1: But now it's done. Now it's
0: done. And I felt really silly giving it to her, you know, given that it was probably, you know, 75 degrees with 80% humidity or like 80 degrees with 90% humidity as I handed it to her. But um, it looked great. She put it on to show it to me. And then I imagine it will be uh, consigned to the Woolen's bin until October of this year uh, but it felt great to finish it. Um, I'm really glad I took the extra step that I did. So, um, I think I've described this before, but I I think I'll just describe it again, which is Miley is a, um, cardigan vest that has button bands and some people have elected to put buttons on them. And I, the original idea with Miley is that it actually has snaps down the front. And I just thought with snaps and knitwear, there's just a lot of potential for pulling because the inclination with snaps is to sort of pop them open or rip them open, you know? And I just thought, well, they could easily rip and stretch the knitwear. So I made my own snap tape. I used size four snaps, larger snaps, and I sewed them onto some purple grosgrain ribbon to sort of match the color of the vest. And then once I made the snap tape, I sewed the snap tape onto the vest. And I think it it really does. I tried it out, and it doesn't feel like it pulls at all. So I would highly recommend taking that extra step if you're going to put snaps into knitwear.
1: Yay! Yay!
0: So it was a big push, but it was done. So you finished Markley. Finished Markley. How's your lily-pilly coming along
1: uh, Lily Pilly is kind of on a hiatus. Okay. I, uh, I ended up casting on another pullover sweater, Okay. Um, which is Heidi Kiermeyer's After the Rain. Only instead of doing stripes, mm-hmm. I'm doing, um, kind of a color block deal okay. with my dye for wool yarn. Oh, that
0: you talked about on the last podcast. Right. So what
1: colors are those again? So, I have this, like, kind of dusty purple. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, pretty. And then, after I finish this ball, I'm switching to mashed cherry. Mm-hmm. It was it darker purple? Yeah. And then, at the bottom, I'm going to use this bright magenta color that's kind of like the Markley color. Mm-hmm.
0: Pretty. So, where are you in that?
1: Um, I'm on the yoke and gosh, you know, 270 yards goes a long way in a yoke. Like I'm almost done with the yoke and like, eh, I mean, and I finished the neck trim (laughs) and I'm still going on this, this first ball. So,
0: so you're not going to, it's going to be like when you run out of that yarn, you'll
1: switch to the, the next. Yes. And how are you going to handle the sleeves? Um, well, I have two balls of this color. So, um, I'm not that worried about having enough yarn for the sleeves and a large chunk of the body in this mashed cherries Mm -hmm. colorway. And then I have that fourth ball of the bright magenta to finish off the bottom. And when you say
0: the, uh, so... The Mashed Cherries is the center color, right? Mm-hmm. So are right. you going to then do the whole sleeve in that center color in the Mashed Cherries? I'm going to do
1: most of the sleeve in Mashed Cherries with like the trim, I don't know, it might be nice to have like a big five inch block of magenta at the bottom
0: mm-hmm. of
1: each of the sleeves.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that could, to, so that this, because the top of the sleeves are going to be in that lighter purple. Right. So I think it would be nice to sort of see that gradation on the sleeves as well as on the body.
1: Right. Um,
0: yeah. Cool. So you have a total of, what, 1,080
1: yards? Uh, let's see. How much yarn is in each of these? You said it's 270 is what you, right? Uh, 280. 280. 280. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, I have about a thousand yards, a little over a thousand yeah, yards. Yeah. No, what, uh, Almost over. No, you have over 1100 yards, right? Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're golden. I was rounding down. Yeah. In my head. Um, yeah. So I have plenty of yarn. Awesome. Um, and then
0: the mirror pullover while I was away, you texted me that you really wanted to cast on for that, but you did not.
1: Yeah, I was very tempted to cast on that at the same time as doing this. Mm-hmm. But since this is going so fast, I figured maybe I should just bust through this and then start Mira. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mira so is also a raglan-sleeve pullover, correct? It is. It is. It's by um, Justina Lorkowska, mm-hmm. and it is an A-line... Pullover in a fingering weight yarn that has kind of a drop stitch texture pattern in the bottom. Oh, that's what's or going, going on the body. there. I wasn't sure yeah. if it was
0: a mesh or what was happening.
1: No, it's like a knit one below kind of thing.
0: And her version is knit in a sort of a speckled
1: yarn. It's in Malabrigo Majita, Mm-hmm. But the colorway is a variegated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, so I think that that particular pullover, because of the texture, um, it's a good one for variegated yarns, mm-hmm. definitely. And I fell off the wagon again and because I just happened to be looking <laughs> on Etsy at the time that Tannis Fiber Arts posted an Etsy update mm-hmm. and like. And I saw this, you know, yellow yarn, speckled yellow yarn. <laughs> and so I just bought it. Um, yeah. Part of my desire to cast on for Mira immediately is just so I can kind of pretend like that yarn never entered my stash. <laughs> um, but it also works for colors of fall. It does. It's, um,
0: what is the color that it that, that qualifies as, um, uh. Whatever that yellow color. So is, the yarniacs, the mustard. Which I feel spicy mustard. Spicy mustard. I think that's correct. I'm confident many of our listeners also listen to the uh, Yarniacs podcast, and they host in the summer a Colors of Fall Knit Along, and that is based on the Pantone colors of the of fall. And actually, you can. They are actually also allowing the colors of the year um, to be in, included in that. But yes, spicy mustard is definitely one of them. I am um, knitting in a color way right now um, that is pretty much like potter's clay, but um, I cast on before, and it's you have to cast on after the start date, which was June 21st, and I was not going to wait until June 21st to start this project, so... Um, so it doesn't count, but I feel like in spirit, I am participating in the colors of Fall No <laughs> if, yeah. if not technically.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, the other reason why I wanted to cast on Mira is because I was like, you know, I'm going to have to really be single minded in my devotion to Mira to finish it within, I mean, they give you, it's a very long nylon, but it took me four months to finish Markley, but Markley you was
0: markly is a fingering weight sweater right and oops
1: so is mira though Shoot. what happened
0: um something something bad nothing really bad i just have to redo this one row
1: no worries no
0: just one row all right so let me tell you about the tale of zenon because it has been <laughs> epic so far considering I, I'm, I really only started this project two weeks ago i well it goes back further than that there's there's it's storied history so so known is a um, pattern by Addis, Addis, Andy satterland it is the designated pattern for the outfit along which is the knit along that i am participating in and the outfit along is a um where they want you to where you make an outfit so you don't just make a knit piece you also sew a piece um, so this is a separates challenge you um, sew a skirt or pants and you knit a, a sweater or top so uh, the designated pattern for the sweater is known it's a pullover um, with a sort of knit in semi cap sleeves I would still think of it as sort of a sleeveless sweater. And I originally got gauge and cast on in a yarn that Jenny gave me many years ago uh, from Jade Cashmere. It's their uh, silk cashmere blend. And Jenny and our knitting group was there the night that I started this pattern <laughs> where I was actually having a little difficulty with the pattern itself. Um, it is It just was written in a way that I'm less accustomed to. So I, I struggled with that at first. And then as I knit it, I had swatched the stockinette gauge, but I hadn't really thought about swatching the the lace. And when I knit the lace section, lace just grows so much more than stockinette. And it was Mm -hmm. huge. i knit the small size and I think that it was something like, it was supposed to be 18 inches across and it was like 21 inches across. So I knew that it wasn't going well. So we actually then, Jenny was with me, we went to Over for Keeping Warm the next week, and I just decided to switch yarns. Like, I, I really perseverated over whether or not I could try to do something to get Zanone to work for me in that yarn or I guess get that yarn to work for me in this pattern and I think I would have had to gone down to like an extra 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 small like I really would have had to change stitch counts a lot and been kind of winging it so I Mm -hmm. got a yarn that is more similar to the called for yarn the called for yarn is a a linen yarn and I got a shibui twig which is 46% linen 42% silk and 12% wool so it it behaves more or less like a linen how is it
1: to knit with? It's
0: pretty good. It's not hurting my hands. It's a little rough, but not nothing too much. It's easier than cotton. Uh, maybe closer to a raw silk. So, and the silk is a recyc- i believe—is recycled silk. So it's like sorry silk that's been dyed. Um, and I, of course, still had gauge issues. Um, and this time I was really careful to gauge swatch in both the lace and the stockinette and the lace, I just couldn't get the gauge. Like I went down, she recommended knitting it on fives and I went down to twos um, and, or two and a half, I guess I went down from a, what is a five, a 3.75 millimeter. And I went down to three millimeter and I just couldn't see myself going down any further than that. So, I cast on in the extra small size for the lace sections, and basically, I spent my whole vacation knitting the lace sections, which aren't very it's not very much i can show I can show Jenny, but um, I knit the back first, and when mm-hmm. I finished that. I thought it might be too short but I just I decided to put it on a holder and leave the yarn attached and knit the front sections which went really fast because they are not as many stitches. so I right. knit the front sections and then when I measured it all out it just wasn't enough for the sleeve circumference so I put it back on the needles, knit another couple of lace re- repeats because I was getting a very even though I was getting a wider I was getting a bigger gauge, in width, my rows were short. And so I wasn't getting as long of a piece as I needed. And it wasn't blocking out a ton because it's linen and silk. And so, you know, it pulled out only so far. So, so there's that. I cast on for the extra small. And then the other thing I did was when it got to the stockinette portion, I thought it would uh, go up a needle size. And when I did that, I actually knit for a little while with a bigger needle. And I mean, one, it looked sloppy, but two, it also was a bigger gauge than what I had gotten on my gauge swatch. I was getting, I know, right? Like it's this nightmare. So I just went back down to the three point. Uh, the three millimeter needles. The and tube. you had to rip back? Yeah, it was only a couple rows. Like at this point, I just have given in. Like I've just decided to surrender to this project. And like, if it's not doing what I want it to do, I'm not. And I didn't have any other knitting with me. I was in New York for two weeks <laughs> with no other knitting project. <laughs> and so I just was like, all right, I've got to do this and get it to the point. Because I knew that if I could get past all the headachey part, which I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure I'm totally past, um, that once I got home it would be all stockinette and pretty much all stockinette in the round. Mm -hmm. And then I would just buzz through the rest of it. Right. Like that was the idea that by the time we got together for knit night this coming week, I would not have to be doing anything complicated. Um, I could just sit there and knit to my heart's content. So, um, so that is the the story of Zenone. It is, um, And then I had, so what I just did that was a mistake was that I had some stitches waiting on the needles and I put I put a bigger needle size on it and I just picked up that needle and started knitting with it. So I just knit a Uh, row with a four instead of a two. So, but going back one row now just means I have more things to knit while we're talking. But after (laughs) I finish these two rows, I will be able to join them in the round, do some waist shaping, do the hip shaping and really be done. I, I, I feel confident that I will be able to finish this in time for the outfit along. So.
1: When is the outfit along over?
0: The end of July. Oh, okay. So, knitting a bunch of stockinette in the round just feels achievable. And then I just have to finish the neckline. It's a knit-on um, I-cord, which... And then have you started the skirt yet? So I did a muslin of the skirt, and I'm not doing... The designated skirt is the Hollyburn skirt by Sewaholic, and it's a cute skirt, but very similar to other skirts that I own or have drafted myself, so I decided not to invest in that. And I had a skirt in a pattern in my stash that I had not made, which is the A-frame skirt from Blueprints for sewing, which I highly recommend. This woman has about, f- I think she has four patterns out, and I've sewn two of them. They're incredibly detailed, really well written. She gives like a bunch of little insider tips, like how she sews things, to the order. I think her sewing order is brilliant. Um, and I highly recommend her pattern. So I made the A-frame skirt. It comes together, together very, very quickly. And I decided to do a muslin, which I don't often do just because I think if I was using some really expensive fabric and I was going to be wearing this for a very important event, I might do a traditional muslin, but for something where the the fabric cost me, you know, $10 a yard, it's like, it's not that much of a loss if it doesn't come out perfectly, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, because I'm small, most things don't take more than two yards anyway so it's not like a huge deal but in this case I decided to make a muslin one because I was chomping at the bit before the the outfit along started and I was going through my fabric and I found this fabric that um it might have actually been a tablecloth I think that I bought at a thrift store and it's really cute I think kind of a late 60s early 70s it reminded me of my grandparents maybe my grandparents had something like this in their home and that's why um and I thought it would be really cute as the the centerpiece of the version of that skirt that I made is um cut on the bias and I thought oh this fabric would look really cool cut on the bias so I decided to make a muslin turned out great fits great but it doesn't have quite the amount of flair that I like in a skirt like this Mm -hmm. So the muslin gave me the insight that I could slash and spread the side panels just to give it like, really, I just want like two inches more flare at the bottom, Mm -hmm. maybe like three inches, like an inch and a half in each panel. And I think it'll be easy to do. And I might even make a second wearable muslin before I do it in my final fabric that matches my my, uh, sweater. So that is the epic story of, of my outfit along
1: participation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, yes, I, I, it's good. The one thing about this, uh, one of the things about this top is that it is seasonally appropriate to be knitting in this, especially when I was in New York where it was sticky and right. hot, you know, this was a great thing to have instead of a wool thing on my lap. So, um, and I think, um, a t-shirt, I mean, you've been, you've gone on t-shirt, um, binges, so I think I that it's, it is a good a good garment for where we live in this temperate climate. Yeah, I took a sweater with me to New York. I wore it once. Well, I wore it on the plane there, not on the way home, but I was glad I had it in my backpack when we got home, when it was cold at night. Um, and I wore it once in an air-conditioned room at my conference. And that was it. Like one, for like two hours I wore it but it really wasn't sweater weather. So um we've talked about what we've finished. Um I just described the A-frame skirt that I made. So I just thought I would talk about two other things I made. One was I made just a basic navy blue tank top to go with that skirt. Um I've turned my energy, you know, that energy of like what what project are you bringing on your trip? Energy mm-hmm. where you like do all these things. I've turned that energy into, what can I make quickly before I go someplace? (laughs) And that was this uh, navy blue tank top. It's really cute, fits really well, slightly A-lined based on kind of an iteration after iteration of, I don't even know where it started, a knit tank top that I've been making for a couple of years. And then the other thing I did was I got a bunch of uh, baby clothes, like pastel colored baby clothes and i over dyed them for gifts and well and I mean, a lot of people are gonna have to have babies because i kind of went crazy and i, I had three babies and that i knew that there were three babies impending so i had a i ma i over some stuff that i think came out really interesting it's a little unusual but so it looks so much better than sort of the traditional boring pastel stuff for babies right Really bright colors and like mustardy yellow and a crazy deep green, hot pink. So I was excited. Cool. Yeah, that's where my energy has been. Um. So awesome. I had a few fibery moments on our trip. Not a lot. I went to Brooklyn General. The first Saturday, we got into New York. My brother lives, I don't know, like maybe a half a mile from Brooklyn General. And so my oldest niece knows how to knit. And the first night that we spent there, really, with them, uh, she busted out some knitting. She's like, oh, I have this yarn. And it turned out it was like, it was yarn of mine. And they they had a knitting bag that was mine, too, that I was like, oh, hey, look at that. This is all my stuff. Those are my needles. So um, she started knitting on a scarf. And then the two younger kids, Adrian and uh, my younger niece, Ida, both immediately wanted to learn how to knit and go to the yarn store. So Saturday morning, we went over to the yarn store. Although when you take three children under the age of 10 into a yarn store, you are not going to do any shopping of your own. So right, um, I got, uh, Adrian and Ida both got a skein of Malabrigo Rios and a set of needles. Ida caught on, but... I don't know how much she knit, and Adrian still hasn't quite caught on, but he insisted every once in a while of sitting down with me and knitting, trying to knit a row. But um, I figured it was worth the investment for him to have that on occasion. And I think I I sent Jenny a picture of how he totally picked out yarn that matched the shirt he was wearing. It starts (laughs) like right away. Later in the trip, uh, we went to a fabric store to get fabric for some curtains for the girls bedrooms um, or actually for their bunk beds. And Ida picked out, um, she wanted black lace for her curtains, but instead she found this seafoam green lace. It was very pretty. And I turned around and I realized she had the same color. She was wearing the same color. I was like, oh my God, there it is again. I even pointed out to her. I'm like, look, you have that color on. But at that (laughs) same fabric store in downtown Brooklyn called Fulton Fabrics, I found some wax print. Some actually Oh my god, that
1: is some amazing wax prints.
0: For four seventy-five a yard. It was insanity. I was so excited. Um I did they didn't have a giant selection, they just sort of had some pre cut um pieces on the counter and I was like, okay, I will limit myself. I will only take, you know, three yards of one and one yard. There was a one yard piece. But now I'm really like chopping at the bit to figure out what to make with those. I'm gonna make a dress out of one of them for sure. Um, so if you are in New York or and you're interested in African um, wax print, um, this place, Fulton Fabrics, is not on Fulton Street, mysteriously. It is on Bridge Street, just off of Fulton in downtown Brooklyn. So all the subway lines, I think, converge more or less in that area. Um, it's near the J Street Metro Tech exit or uh, stop. So, um, yeah, there was somebody else there. It was like everybody had read the Yelp review that day that said, you can buy wax print here. <laughs> so that was another fibery moment. And then the, really the only other fibery moment is not fibery at all, which is I bought a, I bought a bag that was, I don't know what it's intended for, but I'm using it as a project bag. It's a, a New York subway map. It's a clear, clear, um. Plastic, I guess, yeah, clear plastic that has been sewn, and I think it's probably supposed to be a toiletries bag that has a New York subway map on it. We went to the subway, the MTA Museum, which is also in downtown Brooklyn, and it's a very cool museum. If uh, you are into transit at all, um, I highly recommend it. They have old subway cars that you can go into, and um, Ida was decided she wanted to film a music video for a song that she had written. Um, and so we record, we, I uh, filmed on my phone, several sequences for her to use in her video. Um, and then because the theme of the trip really was for Adrian monkey, see monkey do, he was also recording segments for a music video that he would like to make. So that was, (laughs) that was that. Um, Yeah. So you, it was fun. Yeah. We had a great time and the kids got along great. Um, we took a side trip to, um, I went to a workshop in Troy, New York, which is near Albany. And we -hmm. took a side trip from there to Williamstown, Massachusetts, where a friend of mine lives, has lived there for two years and, um, spent the night with them. There was a thunderstorm, which was awesome. There was a great free museum at Williams College that we went to. And one of the exhibits uh, was actually curated by a woman who lives in Oakland. So I thought that was pretty funny. That is funny. (laughs) Weird coincidence. So, uh, yeah, we had a great time. And even though I kept having to tink back on this project, I I do feel like I've made some significant progress. Actually, I think I can even sort of try it on. Let's see over my headphones
1: let's see how that nice yeah all right it's, it's you're coming. gonna get a lot of use out of that that top i think i will i do think yes. i will um and i'm glad you picked that color i like that color
0: yeah it's a burnt orangey red Burnt. yeah so um I We had talked about possibly continuing our sh, our shawl theme into July, and then yesterday I got inspired by a new pattern I saw by Heidi Kiermaier, actually, called Construction Zone, mm-hmm. and I decided that July should be for sleeveless, and sleeveless includes shawls, since there are no sleeves on shawls. So... <laughs> I want to make sure that, you know, people feel included. But sleeveless, and really, I wanted to put out there's like anything without sleeves. So if you are, you know, it's basically a whatever. If you want to make a hat, great. If you want to finish your shawls or your poncho, great. But if you'd like to make a tank or a vest or a small item, like this would be a great, um, another great month for a kids' project because sleeveless kids' stuff goes like it's basically right. like knitting a hat. You can probably make it in one or maybe two, two um skeins. But have you seen
1: anything sleeveless? Do you do sleeveless? You do more like Um I usually do oh. the t-shirts. Um but I think that there's one t-shirt that I've had my eye on um by Laura Ayler. hmm And it's called, what's it called? Is it I think it's like tide water.
0: Oh, I saw that in your favorites.
1: Yeah, and um, it's kind of sleeveless. It has like little tiny sleeve caps that yeah. I think that you just make by increasing.
0: I feel like anything where you don't have, where you don't have to actually,
1: actually make sleeves. Yes,
0: counts as sleeveless. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I saw that. That's very cute. Yeah,
1: and I had my eye on evening calm as well. I put that in our bundle as well. Um, I think Avelina I've been looking at, that is like a reverse stockinette tank with a little kind of traveling stitch detail and it has, um, kind of a tuck stitch at the bottom.
0: How do you spell Avelina?
1: Um, A-V-E-L-I-N-A by Triona Murphy. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just like a very simple v-neck top.
0: It's sweet. And what I like about that, actually, is the option you would have um, to make that... Potentially, could make that as a vest.
1: Yes. Right? If yes.
0: you... And it looks like it's in a merino silk cashmere originally, so you could wear that as a top... She has it worn just as a shell, mm-hmm. uh, but you definitely could um, put... Wear something under that if you made it the
1: right size to wear it as a vest. And then... I don't know. Does Boardwalk count as a sleeveless? I guess so. Although I feel
0: like Boardwalk... what it I like a little
1: tiny sleeves.
0: What I like about some of the things I put in, and some of these came from your favorites, so like Luxa is one that I put in from your favorites, which mm-hmm. is, again, looks like it has a cap sleeve, but definitely is just a knit-on dolman, wide neck, is that even though... Like, Boardwalk to me feels like a transitional piece, more of a fall piece. I feel like Luxa you could wear as a pullover in the summer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, even in wool, like maybe not on the hottest day, maybe though for, it's an, a nice thing to wear to work, especially if you work someplace air conditioned. Um, the pattern that inspired this construction zone, uh, sort of fills a couple of things. One, I have some re, I have some yarn that I'm trying to repurpose from the penumbra tea, And I keep just having the urge to give that yarn away. And then every once in a while, something pops up. And Construction Zone is basically just, I think it's knit in one piece. It's almost like a poncho, but not quite. I don't know. How would you describe that?
1: It is like kind of an oversized boat neck top with kind of wide sleeve well it's not sleeves it's just kind of like armholes. yeah and they come because of the drape of the yarn it kind of comes out over your arm a little mm -hmm. bit um Heidi knit it in like that kestrel which is the linen tape Mm -hmm. I guess um and I have very drapey
0: I have a second time cotton that I knit at an 18 stitches over four inches so I think that if I knit it at her gauge, which is 15 stitches over four inches, that it would have more drape. Mm -hmm. Although cotton is weird. It's, I think that as linen gains popularity in yarns and the number of yarns that are made out of linen, we might see fewer garments that people try to knit in cotton. I just think Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard. It's great uh, for sewing and knit cotton, uh, you know, uh, Fabric works really lovely in a really lovely way, but it's it's difficult. It's very heavy um, and kind of unforgiving. So um, we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna swatch for it and see what my if I like the swatch, and then if so, then I'll buy the pattern and and knit that because I I love the look of it.
1: Yeah, I do think that it looks pro- really cool and comfortable. Mm-hmm. So. It kind so, of reminds me of that bamboo top I made out of the green bambusa. I mean, I don't know why it reminds me of that top. Maybe wasn't just that, in the shape of it. What was that top? I don't remember I, that. I just made it up. It was just, uh, it was semi-inspired by another Heidi Kiermaier pattern called Space Girl, because I did like oh, a space a V, girl. a V, um, kind of garter point at the front. hmm Um, but it's just like this oversized top. It's um huh, and I then it. I had two colors of bambusa, so I here I'll there we I'll... go, I see it. Yeah. Bambusa yeah. Tip top. Right. Yeah. That was I kinda like that top. I think I gave it to Alma during my Great Purge pre baby. <laughs>
0: Look at how short your hair is. Sorry. That's the thing I'm noticing. <laughs> wow. Um, I see what you mean, though, why it would remind you of that. Yeah. I don't know. Bamboo would be another great choice for that top. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having my doubts whether or not the um, cotton is going to work for this. And if it doesn't, this will be the third time I've tried to knit this yarn, and that means it's time to go.
1: Yeah, I think three, three strikes, strikes and, and you're, you're out. out. Sorry, yeah. yarn.
0: I've already given a little bit of it away uh, to someone, but maybe not, not that much. And I don't think this is going to take that much yarn. I think the smallest size takes less than 500 yards. And I think I would knit the second size. So I can't imagine that I need more than 500, 520 yards to knit my, a size that would be suitable for me. So we'll see. Um, I might... I might do a little gauge swatch i don't want to get distracted from zanone like that's really important to me to not get distracted right but um at the same time uh i need a little variety i haven't worked on my shawl since um i left for new york the industrial revolution i was making some great progress i think i'm on the second to last motif so the the motif before you do the cog edging and I, I could do one more repeat of the previous motif, but I'm I really would like to finish it with this yarn. I don't want to run out of yarn, so I'm going to be a little conservative. Um, I, and also because I think this is more of an art piece slash lap blanket than an actual shawl, uh, an actual shawl that I will wear.
1: I think this will you be know, more. When you when you make a circle, you have to make a giant circle. Mm -hmm. To actually, you know, make it actually usable as a shawl, right? right?
0: Yeah. I think it'll be, you know, lap blankets are something that I do use or will use. It's something I I feel that could be useful in the cooler months when I don't turn on the heater at all in my house. That would be fine. Um, Yeah. Um, So that and that is sleeveless so um i did a lot of catching up over the at the beginning of june on prizes and i should be just about even on prizes i have one uh yarn a uh, project bag to send out from the first quarter still and then i have uh to pull a winner for the second quarter and for july but i think i think we're on top of it or in terms Yay. of that so that's nice to feel like that I, um, I, every year I think, oh, I'm not going to do one of these month to month challenges, but I think this one, even though I fell a little bit behind, has been easier for me to stay on top of, um, in part, in a great part, I will say to our volunteers who have been knitting, uh, knitting, who've been, uh, donating project bags that they've been making. That's been really helpful to have, uh, to hand that part off each month to somebody who's going to, to do that. So Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, is there anything else? Or is there, are there, you stalking anything? Is there anything you've been thinking about?
1: Well, I've been thinking about Mira. I've also thinking about El Grande Favorito. Oh man,
0: El Grande Favorito. Me too. I always am thinking about that I was about thinking that sweater. about <laughs>
1: it as like a palate cleanser pullover. Cause I'm on this crazy pullover kick. Right. Um, because it's knit at a gauge of, like, 14 stitches per the inch. Mm -hmm. I feel like it could go really fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got this Jaeger Shamanix yarn, Mm -hmm. which is a Merino Angora blend, Mm -hmm. which I've knit with before. It's really nice um, if you like Angora like me. Um, And... And it's this dark purple. And it was... I got... Like 12 balls of this yarn for 50 bucks from someone's stash on Uh, Ravelry um, several months ago. I don't know if I ever told you about that one. I
0: feel like I knew that it existed, so maybe. (laughs) Do you know uh, Liz from our knitting group has made a really beautiful... a really beautiful Il Grande Favorito I believe, out of the original batch of Ever for Keeping Warm's Pioneer. So you can oh. ask her ask her about it. Yeah, I've always thought about it. I have a I have some what's it called? Toots LeBlanc, Toots LeBlanc, Um that I think I could squeak into Il Grande Favorito. Um, but the funny thing about Toots is I it's true. I was going to say, I don't know how next to skin soft it is, but, um, I wore, I wear my campus jacket sometimes not with a long sleeve underneath it and mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. It's not, it's funny. It's like somewhere between scratchy and soft, right? Like it's not. It's like
1: scratchy, but it's not itchy.
0: Right. Like it's rustic, but it's not. Yeah. It's not itchy.
1: Yeah. Cause I wear my Notre Dame pullover. Which is Toots. And first of all, that is the most hard wearing yarn ever. Mm-hmm. It's not like pilling. Mm-hmm. It's it just looks completely perfect. You know what's interesting <laughs>
0: is the outside doesn't pill at all, but the inside does pill. Oh. On my campus jacket. And I wonder if it's I wonder if it's like against rubbing against itself it doesn't pill, but rubbing against things like denim or you know, like your day your other clothes underneath it causes that. Right. I mean, I don't care. It's the inside, like no big deal.
1: Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I've never really had itching problems with that sweater.
0: The way I would compare it is, you know how sometimes sweatshirts, the inside of a sweatshirt is really fluffy and soft. And sometimes uh-huh. the inside of a sweatshirt is just sort of flat and nubby.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That's what I think of Toots LeBlanc. It's like flat and nubby. It's not like right. cushy and soft, but it's also not like sticking into your skin and driving you crazy. Right if that makes any sense at <laughs> all.
1: It makes perfect sense. Yay! <laughs> so that's what else I was thinking about. Um, nice. And then, what else was I thinking about? Oh, I keep looking at the colors of fall and looking at dye for wool yarns and mm-hmm. thinking of different combinations of yarns to make, like, some sort of three-colored <laughs> chawl. Um but i i don't think i'm actually going to do it it's just fun to look at
0: yeah i haven't even really favored anything lately i've been really good i bought this um you know this shibui yarn because you know i needed it um <laughs> <laughs> but um there was a an anzula trunk show when i was in um in New York at Brooklyn General uh, Sunday, and it was just at like the absolute worst time. Um, I really wanted to go, but my whole family—you know, my brother, my sister-in-law, the girls, everybody—all seven of us—we're gonna went to Governor's Island. And I thought, oh, we'll go early, and on my way back, I can go to the yarn store. But we didn't even leave the house till much later than I expected.
1: <laughs> right. So
0: we, um, we, and it was it was totally worth it. Family time. We all rode on a Surrey around Governor's Island, seven people on a Surrey. The kids, t- like, the whole time, the kids just jockeying for who could sit in the front seat and pretend to steer the steering, the extra steering wheel that was there. And so, and they were having a great time, but, like, th- I'll just say, three of the four adults were being driven absolutely insane by it. I was one of those adults, I will admit that. Like, every time we, like, even stopped for a second, they were like, no, it's my turn! And at the end, they were like, let's get it for another hour! And the three of us were like... <laughs> Um, no, we're not going to deal with this for another hour. And they're like, what? What? No big deal. And then the fourth adult was like, oh, I didn't even notice. And I'm like, you haven't noticed that they've been arguing this whole time? Are you kidding me? That is awesome. So, um, anyway, that was, that was bad. Um, yeah, so I didn't end up going to the trunk show. If I had gone to the trunk show, I was going to look for fingering weight yarn. Actually, I need to look at the text. What had I told you? I told you the thing that I wanted to make with it, and oh. now I've totally forgotten. That's how passionate... Oh, I know. Whip It. I've been really wanting to make um, Oh right. Whip It, which is by... Who is that pattern by? Oncestrict? Oncestrict. Yes. And Whip It is a and I can tell you why I've been looking at this. Because of that yarn that I've banished from my um Zenon top, the um the silk cashmere, I've been looking for something to knit with it. And I'd like to knit a short open front cardigan, like a cropped cropped ish. And this pattern is really cute. It's a contiguous Knit from the top down, and it has a neat stitch pattern in it. It's really beautiful. It's knit in a light fingering. I totally could get gauge, but I, I don't trust that I have anywhere near enough yarn for it. You're supposed to... Mm. The smallest size is... And actually, I could knit the smallest size because I'm not interested in closing it and buttoning it, which is part of the pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could make the extra small, but I still think I would be like really cutting it close in terms of yardage.
1: Hmm. So... How wedded are you to sleeves?
0: Not, I mean, I don't have to have the full-length sleeve. Like, I could go for having the, like, a three-quarter length sleeve.
1: Like, what if you made, like, a cardigan, like, the blue cardigan that you made, mm-hmm. kind of based on, um, Atelier. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> is, is,
0: is that, um, Matilda Hugo. or
1: was it Miss Hugo? I it's Hugo. So. He is... Outside the door saying,
0: Let, Let me in! in. <laughs> Let me in! I think that that's an idea. I think I could make, I'm interested in making Whippet because I like the construction. I've said again and again, I'm not a big fan of the raglan sleeve. So I think I would prefer to um, get the, um, I, I, do it with a continuous. So maybe I'll get the Whippet pattern. And just play with it. And then when I'm ready, I could knit it in, and I could get the right amount of yardage and knit it in its intended shape and, and texture, et cetera, et cetera.
1: I mean, I kind of think you should just start it and keep going. And if it ends up being shorter right. or short sleeved. Mm-hmm. So be it. But you have 800 yards of that yarn, right? I do. And one, you know, one option
0: that I looked at was the, I believe the whisper cardigan and, um, which is Hannah Fettig, which I like, but again, it's raglan sleeve construction. So I think I'd rather start with a, a base, like Whippet or I think she has, I think she does many of her patterns in contiguous. There was another contiguous pattern that I liked, um, that has more of a full body at the bottom, but interestingly, I think I would have had yardage for it. It is it's called Airflow. It's by Justina Casca, And it's very, it is, uh, has a shorter sleeve, like a three quarter length sleeve, um, but uh, I guess I would say that more like an A line or full bottom, but I wasn't crazy about the way it was finished. I think, I think I'm going to stick with Whip It as the basis. But I like this too, so that's what I was gonna go buy yarn for, but since I really didn't need to buy yarn, <laughs> I refrained had great family time instead, so
1: I think you could you could eke it out in the smallest size three quarter length sleeves. Whip it yeah,
0: I keep all I can think of is devo every time I say that. Even though it's spelled whip it like the dog, and not like the song. So. So yeah, I I actually like, even though my knitting slows down, I feel much more positively this summer about my knitting than I did last summer. Yay! So that's great. It feels good. Um. So, and I will be happy to have this little top, and I'm kind of, while I've, I'm looking at other things, and while I was on vacation, when I was feeling a little frustrated with my knitting, it was great to have Ravelry to just sort of sit there and look at pictures of things and think about what else to make. But now that I'm back at home with all of my stuff, I uh, feel like I can lay off the stocking and get to, like, either knitting or sewing. So... Yes.
1: Summer is only a month in. I know. Yeah. There are many more things to make. <laughs> All right. So thanks for
0: listening. And uh we will be back next month. And um yeah. Knit your sleeveless. Knit sleeveless. Yay, thank you. <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye.
2: step on a crack, break your mama's back, when a problem comes along, you must whip it, before the cream sets out too long, you must whip whip it, when something's going wrong, you must whip it, now whip it, ah, ah, in the ah, shape, ah, shape and try to detect it It's not too late To whip it Whip it good Now when a good time turns around You must whip it You will never live it down Unless you it You know that no one gets away To whip it I said, whip it, whip it, good. Why don't you whip it, it, good? Come on and whip it, whip it, whip it, good. It's time to whip it, whip it, whip it, it, good. I'll pay you if you.